Hey guys, TJ here. You're about to hear from Hannah Meyer and Kyle East, both of whom are friends and graduates of our boot camp called Live Your Legacy. Now, the boot camp that you'll hear them talk about is six weeks because when they went through the boot camp, it was six weeks. Um, it's now eight weeks. And uh, this is the process where we're helping people really get to the core of, uh, we call it like the root level of beliefs, um, of even behaviors, and how that's impacting important decisions that they're trying to make around the idea of you know fulfillment in life and specifically in this conversation work and how that ties into everything. Now, we're not just talking about the tactics of, oh, you need to um, you know, set a timeline and do this and do that so that, yeah, that's important. And we'll, we'll address some of those things as we're answering that question of what do you do first when you're unfulfilled at work. Uh, but what you'll come to find out and what you'll hear is that we're actually digging deeper into more of like the faith journey behind this. And this is going to be for you if you've ever felt that pull that there's something more than the work you're doing. And you've ever felt, you know, if you felt that pull, like, man, Am I called into ministry? Am I called into something, doing something where I'm honoring God, where I can really, you know, see that the work of my life is more than just showing up to a job? I think you're going to get a totally different perspective just by listening to Hannah and Kyle, who both share two very different perspectives in their approach, which you'll see has a common thread of starting with you, starting with what's within your control starting with what's within your ability to change right now. And I think you'll see, although there's two very different outcomes for Hannah and Kyle, I think you'll see that the approach is, is very much the same and there's something that you'll be able to gain just from listening. So with all that said, enjoy this, enjoy this, share this with a friend, share this with a family member or coworker who might need to hear it. And if you're ever interested in learning more about the boot camp, uh, you can visit tjlovefler.com and you can connect with us, someone from our team, I uh, would be happy to chat with you, if not myself, directly. Uh, we would love to connect and just see if it's a good fit. So thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Let's very quickly give you guys a, sh a very short introduction, if I can. I just want to introduce both of you. Each of you came to mind. There are a number of people that came to mind, but each of you came to mind when I was thinking about, you know, who could be the right people. Of course, we have a number of people who've been through boot camp and have, like, had different experiences around okay, you know, the job is not leading to fulfillment. And so what is the thing that is missing? Is it the job? Is it the location? Is it, is it Jesus in my life? It's like, is it something I'm not doing in ministry? Is it, you know, there's so many things. Mm -hmm. And um, both of you came to mind specifically because, and for those of you guys who are here watching live, um, it's good to have you. I just want to quickly mention Noel is here moderating on chat. So leave questions as we go. Um, but both of you guys specifically came to mind because Hannah, you know, you, and, and I'll let you share, but I just want to give the short kind of intro is you kind of had this, when we first met in Kansas city, I was doing a, a speaking event. And I remember afterwards, you're like, gosh, there's so much of, of what you're saying in your story is resonating with really what God was doing in my life. It was kind of happening in your life, similar timelines and things like that. Right. So, and, and I came from corporate world. I came from wall street. And then I had transitioned and now was really in what I believe was a calling, but it was not just like, okay, there's gifting, but it was passion. There was something deep in me that I felt like it was bigger than me. It was, it was not just a job, you know? And, um, and I remember you resonating with that. And I remember you saying, gosh, okay, I'm in corporate life. 
that hasn't gone to waste. It's not something that I can look at and go, oh, that was a total, you know, lost sense of time, but God's doing something new in my life. And I realized something needs to change at work. Right. And, and so you had a complete one. You did the boot camp in 2019, mm-hmm. yep. 2019. Yeah. So the boot camp is live your legacy. It's the eight week program. Now it's eight weeks when you guys were in it, it was six weeks. Um, but now it's eight weeks and, uh, and people are, you know, really getting concrete around identity, purpose, priorities, but specifically like big decisions, transition points in their life, um, and gaining, you know, godly confidence in making some of those decisions, which one of those decisions, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about that today. Um, just around like, what was your decision process around, uh, leaving corporate world and then getting vision for like, what could be next. And then even describing now, cause it's two years later. The, some of the process. I think that's really helpful for people to hear the process. Um, and then Kyle, it's, you know, you also came to mind because you have a totally different perspective. I remember when we were, were, were first talking and you joined the boot camp, it was like, hey, I think something at work needs, maybe work needs to change. Maybe work itself needs to change, maybe. Uh, but your discovery was different than Hannah's in that it wasn't this like, I'm ready. Boom. Here we go. And we're off to the races in this other new direction. Yours was like, wait, there's actually a lot happening inside that could change that mm-hmm. changes the dynamic of my actual work environment. So maybe the job, maybe the job is not the problem, so to speak. Right. And I think everybody will come to yeah. that conclusion um, if they really dig deep, but both of your perspectives, cause Kyle, you had, you know, a perspective shift and you stay. And Hannah, you had a perspective shift and you left. And I think both of those perspectives are very, very important for people to hear. So I just want to, now I'll kind of like boast about you guys a little bit. Both of you guys, super high achievers, very creative, a ton of just like fire and passion, do something for God. And, and like, I see that in both of you guys, it's whether it takes place in, you know, whatever you're doing now professionally or something else, it's just like, who you are, you know? And I think people who are watching and listening resonate with that because they're like, I don't just want to live for myself. I don't just want to, like, I don't just want to at the end of my life say I've filled myself up and did everything for myself. Like they want to do something unto the Lord, unto something greater, a greater purpose, a greater calling, greater mission, whatever it might be. And I think people get caught up because they think that that has to happen through ministry, that that has to happen through you know, doing something uh, like wow. in the church or a ministry or something. So I'm just planting some seeds right now of different things that we can, you know, different avenues we can explore. Cause I did not, you know, guys, if you're listening, I did not say anything to Hannah or Kyle beforehand about, Hey, I want to talk about this and that and the other. I literally texted Hannah yesterday and I was like, and Kyle as well, cause he's in grads. We were on a call. I was like, Kyle, you good for that call tomorrow? And Hannah was like, yeah, well, let's do it the next day. Uh, because I really wanted your authentic responses here like i really wanted a no agenda response on this because people are are really really hungry for for understanding how to resolve this lack of fulfillment especially when it comes to work so um hannah would you mind sharing maybe just a little bit about your story you could start 2018 19 um the moment in the boot camp was a bit you know one of those moments in the boot camp that's i'm specifically remembering Mm -hmm. where you kind of got peace about like I have this opportunity in front of me and here's what God showed me. And now I'm pretty clear 
and then the process after. Those are kind of the the things that were coming to mind that that um, that I was thinking about. But if there's other things you want to talk about, I'd love to I'd love to hear. I think people would love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess I'll give a little background on my story. So um, I spent about 10 years in corporate America. So I was working in sales and marketing. Um, I was traveling all over the world. I actually lived in Europe for about two years with that job and um, with a number of opportunities. And, you know, from the world's standard, I was like very successful, air quotes. And, um, you know, at a young age, I was making a lot of money and I was doing really well for myself. But um, I was just finding like I was not fulfilled. And fast forward, like God was just pursuing my heart in so many ways. And that's a big part of this story. Um, so, 2017 was just a pivotal year for me, and um, I got baptized, rebaptized in the church, and um, you know was really just on fire with my relationship with Jesus. Um, and I feel like that was a pivotal moment in my life where like a lot of things started to really shift and change. And um, I got really involved in a small group and, and leading, and it was just like, I want to do everything for Jesus. And, um, and I was also showing up at work too. Like, I feel like there were so many opportunities that I had with my clients and with people I was talking to, to like bring kingdom. And I didn't necessarily have to say the name Jesus um, to bring that. But looking back, even I'm like, man, there were so many times that I was actually like mentoring people that were mentoring me in sales and, you know, things like that. But um, it was the beginning of 2019. And in January, I was just like, I need to make a change. I was just feeling burnt out um, on with my job and um, just lack of purpose in my life. And I was like, there's so much more. And I know that God has made me for so much more than this. And thank you, God, for all the opportunities. Like I was totally grateful for all the places and the things that I got to do. Um, but I was just feeling like this shift in my life. And uh, a friend of mine, Amber, actually, I, I met with her yesterday, TJ, um, she invited me to this living room tour where TJ was speaking and everything he said that day, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And so he was sharing about his boot camp and the six week journey that he was going to take people on. And it really wasn't a question in my mind. I was like, okay, like I made a commitment this year to making a change, to really dive into my purpose and figure out like what it is that I do need to change, um, what it is that I'm missing, because I knew that there's something missing. I just didn't know what it was. And there was like this unfulfillment in myself. Um, and so I went through his boot camp, um, and I think it launched in February or March or something, and then ended sometime in April. And I feel like the commitment to that process in itself was a big pivotal moment in, in my life. I think any time that you invest in yourself and um, in transformation, um, you already create a shift in your mind and in your brain and you start to rewire your brain to think, I can change, I can be different. Um, there is something more. And I feel like for me, that was a big thing. And, um, and TJ can probably speak to this too. And, and maybe some of you guys out there um, have this, but like, I did have this like lack mentality, even though I was doing re really well for myself and, um, you know, like finances weren't like a question. I still was like holding on so tightly to my finances and, um, in, you know, talking with TJ about the boot camp, like 
there was something that even shifted in my heart and in my mind about finances. And like, I had this vision when we were talking um, that, uh, you know, I had this like golden pot and I was just pushing it across the table and God's on the other side. And in return, he was giving me back um, like these like handcuffs and these like shackles. And I didn't realize it, but for so long in my life, I was like a slave to, to money and to, um, to finances and just had this whole lack mentality. And that was a big part of the problem or the issue. Um, and that was part of my journey, my process. And so if some of you guys can relate to that, like there is freedom in that. And, um, you know, it sometimes, uh, saying yes to something like this is a big trust fall in itself, but like you will see the reward. And so, um, along those lines, you know, this, the next six weeks just were amazing. So many transformational, uh, you know, conversations and, and even in my own heart and, um, was really praying into the whole process. And I think the big part, uh, about, um, this this journey is inviting the Holy Spirit and inviting God and inviting Jesus. Um, you know, wherever you are on your faith journey, like God can show up and He will change you in a way that um, will just blow your mind if you're open and if you just say yes, even if you don't know what the result's going to be on the end. Um, and that's what happened for me. And so um, I'd been praying into a lot of things before going into the boot camp, and I'd been exposed to missions a bit. I went to Nepal in 2018 and actually met with some people that were doing this thing called the World Race. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, I could never do that. Like, I like have this job, and I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older, and I can do. I'm doing these things." And um, and through the boot camp, and I was going through all these journaling exercises. I was like, "Why can't I do that?" Like why not? Like, this is my life. And, um, and then I also had a passion for yoga and yoga from a Christian perspective. And, um, and that was another thing that came up, like, why can't I do that? Like, why can't I go to yoga teacher training and get specialized training in Christian perspective? So, you know, through this whole boot camp, I actually ended up like starting yoga teacher training in Atlanta. So I was flying back and forth to Atlanta for that. Um, I applied to the world race. Um, I had a different mindset about my business and about my job. And um, I was still performing really well. I actually had one of the best years of my sales career that last year, um, even while going back and forth to Atlanta, like every three weeks. And like, it was a crazy season. I will say that. Um, but God showed up and um, I had a, like a different mindset. Like I was coming to work and I wasn't feeling super anxious um, or really from a place of performance as much. I was like, okay, like I have a set amount that I'd like to make this year in order to move forward with all these dreams and let's make it happen. But not out of like a place of lack, but like I was already feeling like filled up. I was like, I like have everything I need. Um, and so I'm just going to do this thing well and give it my all. Um, and so that's what I did. <laughs> so I, uh, I quit my job in uh, January, 2020. Like, Can I pause you there? Yes. Uh-huh. This Go is so good. You got so much gold happening right now. <laughs> and so I'm like, let's draw out some of the gold. So a couple things, couple things going on here. So one, you kind of, had a mindset shift kind of is a, is a loose way of saying it. You did have a mindset shift. Now, one of the key things, key elements that happened was you encountering Jesus in a personal moment 
where you said, Lord, you're showing me something powerful in this, in this vision, like of pushing away the gold, which in your eyes was, there were a couple of job opportunities, right. That had come up at that time. Yeah. Right. So you, you saw these job opportunities, really the gold in these job opportunities, kind of pushing it away and basically saying, Lord, I just want what I'm hearing when you say that is, Lord, I just surrender to you and what you have for my life. Cause it's better than this pot of gold. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But then what happened, right. Is it wasn't just, okay, tomorrow, boom, everything done. Right. It was like, okay. And then that was April to December. Mm-hmm. There was a process that you went through. Tell me a little bit about the process to leaving your job, a very comfortable job that you were doing well at being rewarded for and you're gifted in, you know, you're gifted in that. So what was the process of you actually going through leaving? Yeah, and it was quite a process. Uh, And I think it's an ongoing process, you know, like it wasn't just like, okay, that's over with. Like so much of my identity was tied up in my performance and in my leaderboard, like where I was, um, how much money I was making. And, I really had to just continue to lay that down. And I would keep, I would keep going back to like my journal entries about like the things that I wanted and the the life that I wanted to live. And I would ask myself, like, is this the life that I want to live? And like, what do I need to get there? Um, What do I need to do to get there? And, um, you know, I kind of just formulated a plan. I also really started doing a lot of listening prayer Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Um, but for me, my process with that is I like type on my computer. I just open up like a blank note tab and I just ask God questions. I'm like, God, like, what do you want me to do today? Um, God, like, what do you think about these job opportunities? And I'll just wait and, um, and type out the first thing that I hear. And I've gotten into such a rhythm with it that like, Um, I really feel like I am hearing from the Lord and I, you know, you guys like Holy spirit, like God is living like now here and now. And, um, I think that this is something for everyone. You just have to come like with an open mind, open heart. But, um, I really feel like through that form of prayer for me, um, that I do get a lot of direction, um, from God and, I feel like I can discern his voice versus mine. Cause sometimes the things that he says don't make sense. <laughs> and, um, and, and then yet, yeah, you know, like I trust. And um, I guess, you know, one of the big things too, like um, I feel like God has like shown up for me in so many ways and not that you should like come to God and be like, prove yourself or like, um, you know, like show yourself to me that sometimes you go through a season where it's quiet and that's, you know, a, a normal thing in your faith walk. But, um, there was a moment too, like kind of like similar to the vision with the pot of gold. Um, I was on a phone call about to um, have a conversation with someone about the world race. And it was kind of a yes or no day. Like I had to commit to it or not. And I was like, just praying before the call. And I was sitting outside cause I stepped out from work and um, it's really interesting. He, he like kind of showed himself to me in like a really beautiful way. And um, I grew up like around nature. My dad loves nature. Um, I've grown up like knowing a lot about um, the natural world. And um, I feel like God really does speak to me in a lot of ways through nature. And so um, I was sitting 
below this tree and um, all of a sudden I see these two cardinals up in the tree and uh, something about cardinals and songbirds in general, like they mate for life. Um, and it's a really beautiful thing in, in nature that's just cool that I think. Um, but anyway, um, there were two cardinals just sitting up there. And what was really cool is I saw the male cardinal, um, like he had like these seeds in his mouth and he like fed the female cardinal from his own mouth. And it was really like so touching and beautiful. And in that moment, like God spoke to me in three ways. He said, um, hey, Hannah, like I'm going to provide for you um, to like, you know, don't worry about finances, about anything, like, just trust me, just like these two birds, like, trust each other, and trust that, you know, like, there's going to be food for them every day, um, and then three, like, you know, at some point, like, you will have a mate that, like, will be a partner, and um, someone that will run alongside you, and I'm still waiting for that piece to come through, but we'll see, uh, I trust and believe, um, but it was just really, really beautiful, because that was also part of my heart, I was like, oh, if I go and do this thing, like, am I ever, like, gonna get married, <laughs> like, am I ever gonna find someone, like, because this is a radical life change, and it was also tied to my worth of, like, hey, if I don't bring something to the table, if I don't show up in a certain way, like, will someone see me as valuable, like, as a woman, um, and, uh, you know, that was like a big thing for me. And again, that's something that's ongoing too. It's a process. Uh, but I feel like, um, God spoke to me that way and just gave me such like affirmation that like, this is what you need to do. And yeah, sometimes it's crazy. And like, someone might say, okay, that's just like you trying to convince yourself to do something like this. But for me, that's what I needed to say yes. And so I've had things like that throughout this process and journey that have given me affirmation. I've had people just randomly like text me messages or even like show support. Um, TJ, you know, you and Savannah, like out of nowhere, right when I was talking to God about it. And um, it's just been incredible. And, uh, and so I don't know, like if you guys are wondering and um, I don't know, need some encouragement, like just pray about it and maybe try listening prayer. Um, ask God maybe like, hey, can you like, can you meet me in a way that I can uh, relate and, you know, that's specific to me. Uh, so that was my journey and my process. And I had a lot of people running alongside me that were praying for me, supporting me um, in that. So you weren't doing it alone and you were creating healthy environments for you to not just hear from God, but also move into the life that you know that God had for you. And, and, and one thing, and I want to just quickly, we're going to come back to the second half of your story because it's super powerful to hear that, you know, your journey did not take the straight road. Like it wasn't just up oh, here. It is you're running. Right. And yeah. um, so I think people need to have that expectation of if you got a million dollar idea, expect a million problems. If you're going to really pursue God, it's not, you expect problems, but it's that you expect that he'll be there through all the challenges and it might not be easy. It's a narrow road. And so there'll be a lot of challenges. You'll be growing in your trust greater and greater as you go, which you've had to do. Um, if you were at Hannah, very quickly before I transition to Kyle and just hear kind of his perspective, if you were to tell somebody, what's the first thing you would do when you realize you're unfulfilled at work? What's the first thing you would tell somebody? Hmm. Um, and actually, this is what I did first. I would say, what can you do to change the situation? What can you do? Um, and that's what I did. Um, I actually put together a proposal at work um, 
to try to play up more of my strengths in, um, in some of the conferences that I was going to and trying to do more. I tried to create my dream job uh, the best that I could at my current job and situation. And, and then I gave myself a timeline. I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and they actually approved the proposal and like we went forward with it. And again, that was one of my best years yet because I was also playing to my strengths. Um, but even then, I, like I told myself, like, hey, I'm going to reevaluate how I feel about this. Like, I think I said, like in October or something. Um, and even before that timeline, I was like, I'm getting everything that I want. I'm getting paid even more. I'm getting to do my dream job in this corporate world. And there's still something missing. And I still have to do this thing. So I would say, um, you know, try to show up in the way um, that you can uh, in, in like your best way in the place that you're in now. Try to change your scenario now um, before making a drastic change and then maybe give yourself a timeline. Yeah, I 100%, right? Because what you're doing is you're saying rather than operate from a place of lack where you say, oh, it's the job, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, you actually take control of what's within your control and say, no, hold on there are things that I might have come into agreement with or allowed in this job. Like for example, it's take my peace mm -hmm. and this person to speak into my life in a way that they actually don't have authority and maybe not setting healthy boundaries around the time in which I work after a certain time, you know, and giving all of myself to work rather than really establishing healthy rhythms now. So that when I do transition into other things in my life, if I do, I'll already have learned the hardest thing, which is how to be healthy with what I have. And, and the timeline piece is so helpful because I'll go insane if I don't set timelines for myself. It's just like this never ending you know, thing where if I have that timeline, I feel like I can go to a point and say, this is not when something needs to be done, but it's a point to remind myself for evaluation. Mm -hmm. It's a point to remind myself, okay, like for your example, is like, oh, that December, January timeline the next year, this is what I think is going to happen. This, you know, man plans his ways, Lord orders our steps. It's like, oh, I guess I got to evaluate now. Is this really, is this where the rubber meets the road now? But at least you gave yourself the peace of mind of knowing, okay, there's, there's some opportunity for things to happen uh, that might need to happen that are outside of my control. And I'm going to give it time, but I'm not going to give it forever. So really so good. So, so good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Kyle, real quick, I, I'm just like maybe a little background about <clears throat> like Hannah was sharing kind of her experience. Uh, and then when you realize, man, there's something that's got to change um, and just kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so good though, Hannah. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing your story. Um, and I resonate with a lot of that. Um, I still do actually currently. So I'm still kind of in that process like you're talking about. Um, but I would say probably my journey with uh, on this topic of changing jobs, what am I doing in work? Is this a really aligned with who I am started back in 2019 for me? Um, and I've been at that point, I've been working in corporate world for about four years. And uh, I had some experiences to travel internationally. I was uh, working in Chile, the South America for about a year, uh, came back to Kansas City, uh, from Kansas City. And so, um, but just kind of felt after that trip, you know, like, oh, there's something ful not fulfilling for me. 
Um, I'm kind of back and went right back to the same group that I was in before. Um, just wasn't gelling with the coworkers, wasn't really connecting well uh, with the work either. And so um, I'm, I'm a musician, I guess, well, I played music since I was a kid, uh, piano, guitar, bass, drums, singing. Um, yeah, depends if you like, yeah, anyway. I have a specific genre, I guess, uh, of my singing too. Uh, but yeah, so that's always been the, the challenge for me because I, I love the math side. I'm in the engineering world, but um, I really need that artistic side. Like I really need that piece of, um, that's just a part of who God created me to be. Um, I feel like when I sit at the piano, I just, God is speaking, like for you, Hannah, with nature, I feel like God speaks to me when I'm sitting and playing music. Um, and I could just sit for hours spontaneously and just like, just let the Lord like move through that. Um, and it's blessing other people too. So um, anyway, that's where I'm currently at, but <laughs> in that process. Uh, but yeah, I think around 2019, realized something needed to change. Um, I wasn't satisfied with, with the work itself. Um, I was finding a lot of joy outside of work. Uh, I was involved with my church small group. I was leading worship outside of church, uh, in church. Um, outside of work. And uh, I just sensed like I was going to work looking forward to get out of work. There was some reason there um, that needed to something that needed to be addressed. And so kind of started that process. I went through a process called the life plan, uh, which kind of looks at your life, evaluates, um, kind of evaluates basically your story and looks for themes, common themes, and kind of comes up with a statement about who you are. Um, and so Doing, going through that process, um, kind of around that time, I was offered three months to go to Alaska. And so I was kind of in that transition. Um, I was looking for starting to invest in myself, um, which I was, I had met UTJ as well at one of your uh, talks in Kansas City. I don't know if it was the same one Hannah was at or not. Um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think it was at Savannah's uh, family's house. But um, anyway, so uh, I remember there you were asking me, okay, are you, you know, are you content building up someone else's dream or do you want to build up your, your own dream? Like whatever's in your heart. Um, and that, that stuck with me and, uh, that kind of motivated me to go into that life plan, really evaluate who I am. Um, and I think through that process, the, the statement that came was for me was that I'm created to, uh, I exist to create environments to include the excluded and give them a place to belong, to be known, to be loved. And so I really believe that I can do that, I guess, anywhere, really. I could do that in the corporate world. Um, I could do that in the music world. Um, but that was really the beginning of the story. Um, I felt like God kind of opened that door for Alaska in a way uh, to, to kind of cut out a lot of noise. And just by his sovereign move, um, I was so involved in ministry, outside of work, um, and at work, I was just constantly busy. But when I moved to Alaska, just had three months of just quiet, just could experience the Lord in that place. Um, it was such a retreat. It wasn't isolation, but it was solidarity for me, um, a, a solitude. So I felt like it was a healthy solitude place for me. Um, and then in that, in that transition, I was really considering coming back to Kansas City, thinking about, okay, I want to find my future wife. I want to kind of invest in dating intentionally um, and love the Kansas City community. Um, but this opportunity in Poland popped up. 
prayed with some friends. One of the guys didn't even know what the, what the thing was about. And he said, Hey, I felt like, I feel like if there's a chance to go abroad, I, I feel like God said you should take it. And he had no idea. I wanted to talk about any job transition internationally. No idea. That was amazing. So, um, and yeah, during this whole time to listening prayer, ex, you know, diving into that as well, experiencing, um, asking those questions, which, which is really scary to do sometimes. Sometimes you, you just don't know, like, what is God going to say? Is God going to say no to something that I want? Um, but it's always so encouraging to know that uh, God is for us. Like he knows our desires. Like he, he might say, wait, and that's okay. Uh, that might come later. And so, um, so anyway, that was a big step because I'm thinking Poland, I'm not going to meet anyone in Poland, <laughs> especially small town Poland. Like I have no idea how that's going to happen. Uh, wasn't even on my mind. Um, ended up meeting my fiance here at church, but um, moved to Poland. Uh, and that's kind of the, the next time, the next state step of this journey, I guess, for me, but um, it's a 60 hour work week that we have here. Uh, working Monday through Saturdays. I get two Saturdays off a month, but otherwise it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, I work with a lot of Americans, so um, wasn't connecting as much with the local Polish as I kind of desired. And um, after about four or five months of work, I was, I was getting burned out pretty quickly. Um, and that's, that's really when uh, Live Your Legacy kind of came into the picture for me and just was listening to TJ's uh, podcast episodes, everything about transition, his story, uh, your story, TJ, about um, Goldman Sachs and, and transitioning out of that really spoke to me. Um, and I was at the point of just calling it quit. I was ready to leave. Um, I didn't really care about going back to the States at the time. Um, that's when all COVID was happening. But I, I was ready to go sit on a beach for a month and just heal, just take some time to just, just really know who I am. And, uh, and so, but I didn't, and that's, that's kind of where, <laughs> um, at least not yet, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, because I sensed that uh, something that TJ had in your podcast was that uh, we are a common denominator. So we can change our location, job, environment, but six months down the road, you know, immediately it might feel amazing. It might feel like I have, yeah, this was exactly the move I needed to make. And, uh, and six months down the road, I might start to encounter some of the same challenges, same issues, same um, moments of like, okay, I'm not where I need to be again. And so uh, that really kind of pushed me to press in to where I was currently at. Um, and I think a lot like what Hannah was saying too, um, what I'm doing now is like, I'm actually seeing myself as, like as that creator of environments, I'm kind of seeing myself now in my workplace as that person. Um, sometimes I bring in my ukulele and I'm playing at work. Um, sometimes I'm cooking something at home and I'm bringing it in to share with the group, organizing like Indian catering uh, from the new Indian restaurant in town and bringing it to, to work as well. And so kind of starting to do that um, with uh, just connecting with people in the workplace. Um, and that now I'm kind of within our group, I'm kind of becoming more one of the veterans, uh, one of the longer term people who, who are here. And so I have some of the younger guys kind of looking up to me. Um, and I've kind of considered project management and thinking about 
you know, within the corporate world, like I can see myself there. And so um, I'm starting to go into work with that mindset. Okay. As a, as somebody who would be a manager of people, um, a father figure, so to speak over my, my kids, my, my coworkers, you know, what, what would that look like? How can I, how can I act or be that person now, even though that's not my title or my role. And so that's kind of been, been my main focus um, right now, but yeah. And Kyle, I'm going to, I'm going to pause you right there because there's so much, again, there's so much you're saying that's so powerful. Um, you know, and it's funny too, because Kyle went through um, a life plan and then realized like there was something else. I went through a life plan, helped me really get my thoughts together, helped me really discover some things about myself and realize uh, what we talk about in the boot camp, which is, you know, it's a great process and there's something else to add to it, which is the, the, the journey of becoming the person that you know God designed you to be. Identity transformation from the inside out. You can understand your purpose in life, but if you don't truly have the fundamentals of being healthy, having the right energy, right? Being free genuinely from your identity, the bondage that you carry in the agreements that you have with what you believe about yourself, there's real stuff. There's real spiritual stuff around that. And it affects us emotionally, affects us mentally, affects us physically, right? Our body keeps the score from trauma that we've experienced in the past. And if we're not healthy, step one, if we're not healthy, then, then in number two, being free, it's going to be hard to sustain uh, whatever it is that's our purpose and calling to make an impact. And really from that place of being a person of value, derive income, right? No matter how that comes, whether it is in ministry, whether it is in the job that you're doing, when you become a person of value, and when you grow as a person of value, you don't get paid for hours worked. Truly, you get paid for value created. And so, you know, if I got paid for, for hours worked, I mean, or just hours, if I got paid for time, right, I'd sit on the couch if I just got paid for time. But we don't, we don't get paid for time. We get paid for value created. And so you might have hours associated with that. But what you're describing is you're getting paid in different ways through becoming the person that you know you can be understanding your God-given authority to be a man, even though you don't have that label, title, whatever it might be, be a man who creates environment, creates culture, who brings what Hannah was mentioning earlier, kingdom, right? Who brings kingdom, kingdom's already built. We're just bringing it. Who brings kingdom to work, right? Your, your job you're currently in and can influence in a positive way and see your purpose actually lived out. But now, my question to you is like, what were the first practical things that you needed to do as you started to recognize, wow, okay, I'm burned out. I'm ready to leave. What were like maybe one or two keys that really helped you change your paradigm, your perspective where things changed in your life without things changing? Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Um, I think of that for me, first thing that comes to mind is evaluating my energy level throughout the day. Um, I would come home exhausted and, um, and I guess I, I started to rate myself. So I started from one to 10, what's my energy level. And then after I late, after I rate myself, okay, what's the biggest contributor to why, like, what's the positive contributor to that was what's the setback associated. Um, and I was getting fours, threes consistently, um, lower than that too. And what I came to find out was it wasn't even about the job itself. It wasn't the work. It was actually, uh, some of the, the people maybe that I was having challenges with, uh, what I came to find out was I needed to 
clarify some relationships there. I needed to kind of voice my opinion or, or step up for myself and be bold in certain situations. Um, and, and that, and starting to do that really allowed me to start scoring six, seven, eight, um, coming home with more energy uh, to live. So that's one thing. Um, I think secondly too, I, I always use the, the, the 60 hours as a, as an excuse. Like I always thought, okay, I'm working a ton of hours. I need to work 40. So obviously I need to leave. And then I started having on my days off, I was still getting overwhelmed with, oh, I could go biking. I could go running. I could go. I realized, oh, I'm having the same situation, the same experiences, whether I'm working or not working. Okay. So that's not even work related. Um, there's something else at the heart of that. So, um, so I would recommend, yeah, I guess I would suggest thinking about, okay, how, how's your work day? And then how are your off days? Like, do, are there any commonalities between those two? I love what you're saying there where you recognized, oh, actually, if I took a step back and pause, there was actually dysfunction in relationships or poor health that I had some control over influencing that I could actually bring uh, with better energy. Cause I also know you've been focused on physical energy. That's what we talk about getting back to basics, helping people understand, Hey, when you actually take care of your body, you're in a better mindset and your body can be in parasympathetic tone. You're not operating from fight or flight. You're not reactive. You can respond instead of being just quick reactions. Right. And so there's something about it physically. And then also spiritually, you're inviting God into that whole process where you're saying, God, I know that you have something better for me in terms of the way that I'm living my life currently. What is within my control, my responsibility that I can change right now? And he actually started revealing all the things that could be addressed right now without having to change your job. And it's like, man, that's amazing. I feel like somebody watching right now is getting freedom, just knowing that, just knowing, oh my gosh, I, I actually might not have to change my job to do that. Now, here's the other thing, both Hannah, you and Kyle, you guys are super creative there's creative expression that might not be fully expressed in whatever job you're doing. And that's okay. Yeah. Kyle, one of the things that I know, and just for time's sake, I just want to share because people need to hear is that, you know, you creatively expressing yourself has also been a big part of that journey, learning to allow that creative expression, whether it is through work, cooking, bringing it into work, whether it is bringing music into work, right? Cause that's a huge part of who you are. Um, or outside of work, but just really allowing yourself to be your authentic self in work, I think has been a huge part of it as well from my out outside in observation and just watching, um, you know, your inside out change. So mm. I think somebody just watching can maybe glean from that and say, am I allowing myself before I even think about changing the job? Am I allowing myself to be my most authentic self at work? right? Who got, who got intended me to be? Cause we get confused on this topic. It's who got intended me to be not who I, not who I think, Oh my gosh, I almost tore, tore down the computer. Not who got intended me to be not who I maybe have thought I should be based on my upbringing. Right. There's, there's a difference there and you got to spend time with God to understand who he intended you to be. Cause we're made in his image. So we got to understand who he is. So Hannah, we just, I want to, I'm trying to kind of bring us to a, a a landing point here, but there's so I mean, we could go for like two hours on this topic specifically. We could go for a long time, but I want to just, as you're thinking about, um, you know, the journey since you left your job 
And now having gone through world race pandemic happening while you were on the world race, you having all of these different things that were unexpected, you know, the surrender, you've had to surrender like the whole money thing, the whole future and how my future looks thing. Um, and I know you've mentioned the journey of healing too, in that process, right. For creating that change that God really wanted to create, which I believe is what happens before we, you know, get married. I believe God really wants us to get into a place of healing so we can be as healthy as possible. But, um, you know, for you, if you were to, to kind of give somebody who has made that transition out of their job and into the unknown world race was your known, but it was a lot of unknown, right? What's maybe one or two things that you would communicate with them that would best prepare them or give them something that they could be focused on during that time in their life? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a great question. Um, you know, it's funny, like all of my biggest fears in leaving my job and doing world race and, you know, all of the unknowns of that transition actually happened. Like, uh, there was a global pandemic. I did get COVID in a third world country, like, you know, all these things, um, people actually like, when I went on this journey too, like there, I, I said, people supported me, but there were actually some very close people in my life that like spoke death over me that said I was going to die, you know, by doing it. Um, and so I think, I guess the biggest thing that I've learned is trust. And even when everything is falling through, um, trust. And I feel like it, you know, you can continue to go back to that, um, in all of these unknowns and in all of these times when, uh, you know, the plan that you thought you had doesn't come through because um, that's what happened <laughs> for me. And I feel like I have so much freedom in that. Like, I really feel like I have just this abundance mentality with everything because like God continued to like take me on this journey of like free falling of like, oh, you know, this didn't work out or this person didn't show up. We're going to have to take a train to this place and we're, we're hitchhiking now. Like, I think my biggest thing um, in doing the world race and, you know, the, the world race for you could just be this journey of abandonment, this journey of surrender. Um, and it could be walking away from your job um, or it could just be staying in your job and surrendering to that process. You know, for me, I... I had to remove myself from a situation for a while to totally uh, let go of all of these things. Um, but trust along the way, I think is the biggest thing. And just reminding yourself that like God loves you <laughs> and like you are born to be loved. And that's like the biggest thing. That's like the biggest knowing um, of your life really. So that's a, and the fact that you said your world race could be your job and just a different attitude towards it. Yes. Surrender mm -hmm. and being living open-handed that right there, my head exploded. I'm like, Oh my God. It's so true though. Cause like looking back, like it's so funny, full circle now, you know, it's almost been like a year and a half or something. And now I have this friend that's approaching me and he's like convincing me to do remote sales for him. He's like, you can work anywhere in the world. And I'm like trying to tell him like all the reasons why he shouldn't want to hire me. <laughs> and he's like, no, I want to. And it's funny because um, I know that I do have a gift, you know, my life to do like sales and, and things like that. But also I've gone through this healing journey 
um, to the point where I could do anything in my life. I could show up and I could be a barista and serve you coffee or, you know, scrub your floors, whatever. Um, and I'll do it with a different mindset because I'm in a different place now, mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And I had to go on this crazy journey to get there. And maybe this crazy journey for you is, is like I said, staying right where you are, but just doing something that can help you with that mindset shift. So good. I have, I'm on mute over here, but I'm like, come on. Yes. (laughs) It's God. It is so God. It is God. It is God. And there's so much he's done and is doing in your life. And it's very evident by even the words coming out of your mouth, because the words, what we speak is evidence of the, the health of our heart. And it's just so obvious and so evident that he's of like all the things he's continuing to do over these last, not just two years, but longer than that. Yeah. So thanks. Amazing. And last question for, for you, Hannah, and then I'll, I'll kind of wrap up with Kyle here, but if somebody is in this wrestle push, pull, you know, do I have to, and, and you, you've addressed this, but maybe just explicitly job or ministry. It's like, they have this pull to like ministry ideology, like, like, you know, the wrestle push, pull, what, what would you say to that person? Um, I'd say don't put God in a box. Uh, A lot of like what I've been doing with Global U, which was like the alternative after I came back from COVID with World Race and and everything else, um, you know, we're helping people build businesses that are, um, you know, have a social impact, uh, social entrepreneurship. And that could be uh, my friend's uh, you know, mini home, tiny home business that's helping fund the orphanage ministry. Um, you know, but I think, you know, you don't have to do like ministry or business, like you could do both. And, um, and again, it's just how you show up and like, you can bring kingdom anywhere in any situation. Um, so don't limit God to just the four walls of a church. Like this is church. This is life. Like life is ministry. Ministry is life. That is like what we live by. And, um, yeah. So don't limit God. And I would say like, it's funny too, because part of what I was doing, like God spoke a word over me that was like, okay, you're going to go on an international missions trip and you're going to build this business. And so I really like ran after that for a while. And I was starting to build my high rise yoga, you know, Christian yoga business. I was doing like some life coaching stuff. Um, I've also started another business with a friend, Yogipreneurs. And it's funny because like what I'm realizing is like, whoa, as soon as I start to think of this as like, this is my job, I kind of start to put pressure and a little bit of like performance and expectation. And so that's why I'm now actually shifting to like, okay, maybe I need something that's like a little bit more stable as far as like income and, you know, stability potentially to help free up my heart and my mind to really give more to my more ministry options. Um, And that's just the journey that I've been on. Um, and I'm like, I'm okay with that, you know, and I'm like growing in that. So I would say like, you, you just don't have to like say either, or it can be both. And, and you can have a lot of integration in your life. Like, how can you live an integrated life? That was, that that would be the question I would ask you. I love that. Yeah. Don't put God in a box. So true. Um, and Kyle just, you know, we're getting some questions here around, um, you know, how do you how do you begin to have a healthy heart? You know, you realize, okay, maybe some things can change at work, right? Maybe, maybe some things can change with me at work. 
Um, so where would you give somebody guidance? How would you give somebody guidance on how to have a healthy heart? Um, yeah, that's yeah. Amazing question. Um, I definitely think, yeah, it starts with, starts with Holy spirit, just starts with like seeking God, um, first thing. And, uh, I think there's a lot of the, obviously some of the practical things too, um, which have really helped me have stability is just, uh, diet, like eating well, um, movements in the morning, uh, water. I was not drinking enough water. I think a lot of those things are so, uh, foundational yeah to uh to really having a healthy heart um but i think a lot of uh, it's obviously a process i think it's just like seeking god's face um asking him questions and just inviting him to to kind of lead you probably into some uncomfortable situations sometimes probably drawing boundaries where you don't want to speak up um and i think that's actually important like stepping into some of those difficult situations actually does give you freedom um and uh, allows you to be in a healthier place and so I'm, of course i'm still on that journey too and learning what that's all about but yeah that's what i would share so super super good man and yeah just the physical components of helping people get into a physical state where they can then give themselves the best chance to seek god to listen in prayer and not be in that state of anxiousness, panic. I mean, it's really hard to sit still when your body's freaking out because you haven't had enough to eat and you haven't had enough to drink. And so it's sending fake starvation signals and you've gotten five hours of sleep for the last six years. And so your body is literally just inundated with toxic proteins that are toxic thoughts that are just not being washed away through the sleep process we should be getting at night. I mean, it's a million different things, but it starts with really simple things. Water, walk in the morning, get your basics in, eat, eat on time, eat enough, take care of yourself, give yourself the best chance to hear from God through things like, and a common theme I heard from both of you listening prayer. Um, yeah, the last thing I would just ask maybe both of you guys, if somebody's considering, uh, if somebody's considering this again, it's totally unplanned, but if somebody's considering joining something like the boot camp, um, our eight week accelerator uh, called Live Your Legacy, if somebody's considering joining that, what would you say to them if they're in this kind of season of uh, growth? pivotal transition? What would you say to them? Um, yeah, so I'll start. Um, I think for me, probably the, the, the thing that I needed to hear before I made that decision was investing in yourself. And I think that's the best thing that you can do when you know that you have value, when you know that you're a son or a daughter of God, um, when you know that you are created in God's image and there, you have so much value. Um, the fact that you're born like says so much about like God protected you through that process. Like you've made it this far. Um, you're here where you are today. So um, yeah. So I would say if you're thinking about that boot camp, think about okay, how much do I care about myself? If I want to make an impact in the world and love other people, I'm going to drain myself if I haven't loved myself first, invested in myself first, and and made sure that. I'm in a, in a place that I'm able to, to pour out, to give out. So that would be my, yeah, my two cents first. That's awesome. Thank you, Hannah. What about you? Yeah. My questions would be why not? And, uh, what makes you think that you're not worth it? Like, why aren't you worth it? And asking yourself those questions, um, and then seeing, you know, what you say, uh, I think you'd be surprised, you know, even in, in that, like process, like what things come up. 
Um, and then that might even give you direction into what you might want to focus on if you were to do a boot camp with TJ and go on this journey. So good. Yeah. And Noelle's going to leave something in the comments here. You guys can email us info at tjlaffler.com, connect with the team, put boot camp in the subject line, and uh, a member of our team, all former clients like Hannah and Kyle, who are awesome. Uh, and in our private community uh, can reach out to you. We've got Kat and Tyler and Noelle, who Noelle is, is moderating on chat here, but I know you guys know, uh, know them and um, they're awesome. They're now a part of the team. Tyler's been with the team for a couple of years now. Kat and um, Noelle joined beginning of this year, 2021. It's been awesome. It's been an awesome journey. Guys, thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom and insight. And I would leave everybody with this. Um, look, if you realize something needs to change at work, the first thing you need to do is start with you. The first thing you need to do is start with you. What's within your control? What's within your responsibility? What can you change right now? And uh, just ask God, invite Holy Spirit into that process and see what he wants to show you. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here. Hannah and Kyle, thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks, TJ.